Hey, it's episode 13 of the Swatch of Horrors podcast. I'm your host, Memes. I'm a former makeup artist, and I'm here to talk about beauty horror stories told by the beauty professionals. Swatch of Horrors. I'm looking for a new opinion for if you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back and listening to the podcast where we should horror stories told from the beauty professional's perspective. That could be anything where a customer treated you like crap, or it could even be a situation where you completely messed up an interaction with the customer, you butchered their hair, um, if you're a hairstylist or you messed up someone's makeup, and you have a learning experience from that. We're here to share tips and tricks and learning experiences to help other makeup artists and other people in the beauty industry, but also to give clients that perspective that they never hear that beauty professionals go through a lot. So be nice to us Um, or be nice to them, I guess, because I'm not a beauty professional anymore, but just wanted to let you know there's a lot going on. Um, I almost didn't put out an episode this week. This episode will be a little different. It will be just very free-flowing, conversational. It would be just me. But I promise you there's going to be a horror story in here somewhere. But I just wanted to tell you, uh, if you are a returning listener, if you've, you've probably noticed that I never announced what day this podcast releases on, and I kind of did that on purpose because it was one of those things where I didn't really want to commit to a day because it's a lot of pressure for me. Uh, so don't hate me for that. Or if you do, whatever, fine, I don't care. I also did that because this whole project was kind of just like a run with it project. I have been sitting on this for a really long time. And once the pandemic hit, it was like, if not now, then when kind of thing. So I've been trying to operate on the idea of done is better than perfect. And the longer you sit on something, the longer people are not hearing it or not seeing it, or not experiencing what you have to offer. So if that's helpful in any way, whether you have something creative or business or some kind of idea, like don't wait for it to be perfect because you will be sitting on it for for years. I promise you, because it's been like a long time uh, since the inception of this idea. That's another reason why um, I don't announce what day this podcast is supposed to release because I'm kind of inconsistent in that way, but I've been really trying to bring you an episode every week. If you follow the Swatch of Horrors podcast on Instagram at Swatch of Horrors or on Twitter, you may have seen in the IG stories that I was thinking of not releasing an episode today, and I'll tell you why. And again, I promise there's going to be a horror story in this episode. This episode will be a little different. I'm just going to be talking a little bit more like freely and uh, conversationally because I really don't want to spend a lot of time editing today. I just want to get an episode out there for you because I just want to talk to you. And I don't want to leave you hanging. 
a few things that I wanted to bring up about what's going on right now. Today is Friday in the United States, and I'm also specifying that because I've noticed that I have some new global listeners around the world, and I'm so excited, and I'll tell you a little bit more about how I think that happened. We are still waiting on the election results. The election was on Tuesday, and it's normal sometimes to you know, wait a few days. Sometimes you don't know right away, but this has been like, I think in my lifetime, um, I think this is the longest I've waited for the results of an election. And I don't want to say I'm too stressed about it. Normally I'm a very like high anxiety person. I'm a very stressed out person. Usually, uh, you know, I mean, I've done a better job with managing that. So I'm kind of surprised at how anxious I'm not feeling about this whole election because I mean let it be known I not a fan of the current president not a fan of the current president uh ready for a change and I think the country is too but you know what I'm a very uh don't I won't believe it till I see it kind of person so we are still waiting on the results and it is Friday so that's another reason why I'm just going to put this episode out there. I'm not going to spend a lot of time um, editing and perfecting it and cutting out all my ums and pauses and weird like guttural mouth sounds that I do um, if my throat's dry or if I'm sniffing like that because I record in my closet and um, there's like some mothballs in here. So I think that's what makes my nose uh, run in here every time I'm recording. I start sniffling. Uh, anyway, want you to understand where I'm coming from. Uh, so apologies if I haven't, if you haven't heard from me in terms of like you haven't seen an episode. And that's why. Another reason, and I'm not being negative, but I'm trying to plan a wedding and how do you do that in a pandemic? Well, I don't really know because one, I've never planned a wedding before and two, I've never lived in a pandemic situation before. But uh, what I kind of have this game plan of let's just pick a venue, pick a date that's like a year out, um, pray and hope that a vaccine comes out or something happens that, you know, this virus somehow uh, gets controlled or goes away. Then we can revisit the wedding um, but I just want to book things. I want to set a date. I want to set a venue. And then if we need to postpone, then we postpone. No big deal. But then everything else is ready. That's kind of my mentality. I just want to get it done. I want it ready. And then we can move on and not, not be stressed out about it. Um, so just to give you a brief overview of what I'm doing, I've emailed dozens of, what are they called? Venues? And start narrowing down what works for me and I'm plugging everything into a spreadsheet because it gets really confusing because every venue operates differently or comes with different things or, you know, obviously costs differently. So that's kind of what I'm looking into. And not only that, I haven't picked out my bridesmaids yet or actually I haven't told them yet. So if they are listening. I'm still thinking <laughs> about what to do because part of me is like, what if I ask them and then we decide to do such a super scaled down wedding? I can't predict the future and it's not anytime soon. But also too, like, I don't really feel enthused about 
spending a lot on a wedding just because I would rather put our money towards something, I don't know, more substantial, like, in, you know, invested in something or into a house or something like that. Um, I also feel like sometimes weddings can be like a status thing, like just to show off. And I really don't like any of that. I don't, it's not really my style. I don't like to, like, I don't need to show off things at all. <laughs> like, I'm the type of person who's like, okay, well, especially now that I'm older and especially now that the pandemic hit, I don't, it, it's gotten me to think about like money and name brand things and, um, possessions a lot differently it's like before it's like oh yeah you know I could buy some nice a new whatever it is but it's like after you get things put into perspective like people are losing their jobs people are getting their hours cut and their paychecks cut you start to think about okay well why did I even really like some of these things to begin with was it because quality was it because I just liked it. Um, I don't know. It could be a lot of different things, but take it's gotten me to step back a bit and not really desire a lot of things that I used to like. Um, so it's just like, why? Why are you buying things? Why do you need to buy things that you don't need? Um, you know, to each their own. Sometimes it makes you feel good. It makes you happy. That's totally good. It's fine. I'm not judging anyone who buys you know expensive things but I'm also just telling you from my perspective I'm kind of operating on the notion of just because I can afford it doesn't mean I should buy it I think it's easy to get caught up in hey look what I have and show it off Um, especially with social media you see that a lot and I just don't need a wedding to do that I don't everyone at my wedding does not need to have uh, filet mignon and lobster like that does not need to be a thing like well for it's my wedding it's our wedding um <laughs> I want you to have fun but I don't need the biggest the greatest the fanciest I really don't I just want my closest friends and family there want to get married and just move on with their lives the nice thing is that my fiance is kind of like if you want to get married tomorrow we'll get married tomorrow so he's very laid back which is nice but once I'm able to narrow down like how many bridesmaids I want I also need to figure out um who my maid of honor or matron of honor is going to be and that I'm having a hard time with and also as soon as I recruit them they can start helping me so I'm so excited to get some help (laughs) oh one friend already asked me and that just really made my day like I was so appreciative that she offered to help me with all this stuff and I didn't even ask her and um definitely gonna ask her to be in my wedding party. So yeah, and then you know, dealing with some disappointment too of just you think that certain people would kind of be there a little bit more involved in this happy time in your life and then they're not. So just kind of dealing with some of disappointment too and just not trying to let that get me down. Well, yeah, that's what I've been dealing with, um, especially venues who are giving me the runaround and they want me to come for a tour before they even give me prices. I'm like, no, like don't waste my time. I'm not going to waste your time. Give me the damn spreadsheet. 
um, the PDF, whatever it is, just tell me how much it is so I can move forward or move on. So that's kind of fun and being sarcastic. So the whole global thing about how I'm, I guess this is how I've started getting global listeners. It all started with a meme that I created on the Swatch of Horrors Instagram. So if you go on, you'll see a meme that I created. And it had to do with um, the cat and the lady who are yell- who are yelling at each other, like that meme. And it has to do with MAC lipsticks. So take a look, um, leave a comment, share it, like it. Uh, apparently that meme that I created got over a thousand shares and it just blew up, um, which is the first time anything like that had ever happened to me. So I thought that was kind of funny and cool. And that reached so many people in Europe, um, everywhere in Canada. Um, also I think it, I got some, uh, people from Chile too. It's like, it was just amazing how it was just gaining so much attention. So take a look, follow me if you're not following on Swatch of Horrors, uh, Instagram and Twitter. So yeah, that's how I believe that I've gained more global listeners. So I'm super grateful and thankful for all of you. And it is pretty exciting for me, uh, especially it's motivating to create more content. Um, yeah. So I had to stop recording last night. Last night was Friday. Today, in the middle of this episode, yeah, I know. It's Saturday, and we now know who our next president, vice president of the United States is. So excited. Everyone's, or not everyone, but a lot of people are very happy. It's a sigh of relief for this country. We can finally just start over and repair and just heal. And I think a lot of people came out and their voices were heard. And I'm just super excited. Now I think we could just all go back to our regular scheduled programming and get back to our lives and not be waiting in suspense all week. So that is the news. Super excited. Uh, Had to record this episode over uh, two days. So yay. And now for the horror story of the week. This comes from a post. This comes from a response on Reddit. Um, the I think it's called a subreddit, right? I feel so old. That's called Tales from Beauty. And it was in response to a post that I had made asking for submissions. And I'm going to read that off to you. If you, have an, if you have a horror story of your own that you'd like to share, send me a DM on Swatch of Horrors on Instagram or Twitter, or just email me at swatchofhorrors at gmail.com. And I will read them on the podcast. Um, And if you want, and if we can work something out, maybe you can come on as a guest. So you can also be anonymous too. I won't reveal anything that you don't want me to reveal. So here we go. This is from a former a Clinique counter manager, and this is their horror story. I opened one Monday morning after a holiday weekend and honestly expected a bit of a mess at the counter. Testers moved around, products not put away in drawers, etc. As I rounded the corner to head into center core, which I think is like probably the middle of the sales floor, I guess, where 
I imagine a bunch of products are, like grab-and-go products, maybe. Uh, I was already scanning for problem areas, so when I was... So when I spotted a strange pile on the counter, I headed right to it from 20 feet away. That looks like a wood pile from 10 feet away. They were like, who dumped all the Q-tips in a pile? And then as they got closer from five feet away, why are they yellowish? Standing at the counter, staring down at a pile of at least 50 Q-tips that had been used for cleaning ears. What? How? This couldn't possibly be one person with dirty ears. Not even a whole family could make that big of a pile, and they left it on the fucking counter. I asked every person that had worked the previous night where it came from, and they all professed total ignorance of even seeing anyone um, at that end of the counter, a mystery to this day. So, <laughs> so this person found a pile of used Q-tips in the middle of the cosmetics counter. That's really disgusting. Uh, have you ever found anything gross? Like, what's the grossest thing that you found on the sales floor? Uh, I'm not really sure what the grossest one uh what the grossest thing i had ever found was but i i know a lot of people leave their drinks their kids food everywhere um yeah that's kind of a gross one um and this person probably had to clean it all up too so if you have a horror story to share again reach out to me uh i will possibly read it on the podcast and no COVID catch-up this week. Just really just take care of yourself. Breathe. Take a break from the new social media. We can have a big sigh of relief now. We know the election results. All right, take care of yourself. Don't be a super spreader. Protect your friends, your family, your loved ones. Don't be a dumbass. Don't be disgusting because... Some of you out there are just really just a disgrace. And not really sure how. And and that's another thing. It's like you really don't know. I know it's frustrating to see a lot of people gathering and being reckless and irresponsible during this pandemic. But you know what? They only show us what they want to show us. We don't know if these people tested positive or not because they probably wouldn't even share that information for the sake of looking stupid so you know don't believe everything you see online keep doing the right thing keep doing what you're doing and thanks for listening to the swatch of horrors podcast rate review subscribe thank you very much and talk to you next time